four lines from the top. Come back to the Amatraxen that there was in the first base of Mikdash, a wall that separated the Kadesh and the Kadesh Akedashim. Amar Abnasen, Amatraxen, this wall that's called Traxen, I mentioned yesterday that Tup shot them to this. Rashi says Traxen is, is a combination of two words that mean inside and outside. And Taisus says Traxen means Traxen, it covers over the Luchais that were from Sinai. So, the Chachamim did not come to a conclusion, whether that area is part of the Kaidash Kedoshim or is it part of the Kaidash? Where does it belong? Gemara asks him this. So, Ravina asked, How could this be? My time. What's the reason there was a doubt about it? The Postic says, it was 60 Amis in its length. In other words, this is the Kaidish and the Kaidish HaKadoshim together are 60 Amis. And it's 20 Amis wide. And 30 Amis high. And then the Pasuk says, 40 Amis is the Heichol, that's the Kaidish. And then the Pasuk says, in front of the dvir, so the dvir is this wall, this separation is called the dvir. And in, in front of it was another 20 amis, 20 by 20 amis, which is the Kaidash HaKadoshim. That's what the Pasuk says. So the total of this area was 60 amis. And 40 was the Kaidash, and 20 was the Kaidash HaKadoshim. And so now we will, we'll, we'll, we'll explain as follows. What we don't know is... Amatraxen, this wall, which is called Dvir in the Pasik, Imahani Yasrim, is it from the 20 of the Kaidash Akedoshim? Vi Mahani Arbam, or it's from the 40 of the Heichal, the Kaidash. That's our suffix. We Pashit don't know the physical location where it was. So the Gemara asks, but if that's your suffix, maybe Vidilma, Loi Mahani Yasrim, Veloi Mahani Arbam. Maybe it's actually not part of the 20 of the Kaidash HaKadoshim and it's not part of the 40 Amis of the, the Kaidash. I, the Pasuk says that the area of the Kaidash and the Kaidash HaKadoshim together was only 60 Amis. If that wall is not part of either, so then it should be 61 Amis. There's, another, there's a wall there which adds another Amit to it. So the Gemara explains, no, it's not an issue. The Pasuk, when it speaks about the space of, of, of 60 Amis, it's only speaking about the open space, but it's not talking about the wall. And the Gemara brings a clear raya from this, from a Mishnah, where it says pretty clearly that this is the case. I'll prove it to you. Whenever it, it measures the number of the space, the walls are counted separately. They're not counted along with the, the length or the width of the open space. The walls are always counted separately. So we could say the same thing in the Pasuk. And the Gemara brings a Mishnah, the Tanan, in the Mishnah in Midis, where it talks about the exact size and measure of everything. So there it says, HaHeichal Meya Al Meya Berum Meya. The entire Heichal from, from the beginning, including the Ulam, which is in front of the Heichal, all the way to the end of the Kedosh HaKadoshim, including all the walls and chambers that are there, Everything together wasn't only 60 Amis, it was 100 Amis, on 100 Amis. And the Gemara will now explain how you get to 100 Amis. It's a Mishnah actually. And the height was also, Berum Meya also was tall, 100 Amis. This is in the second base of Mikdash. So the Mishnah starts explaining, how do you get to 100 Amis? 
So if you count all the chambers and walls, you'll get to this number. Kaisel Ulam. So first of all, the wall of the Ulam was Chamish. It was thick, five Amis. Then Vaha Ulam, the space of the Ulam itself. How, how um, wide was it? Achas Esra, 11 Amis. Then Kaisel Eichel, there was the wall of the Eichel between the Ulam and the Eichel. There's another wall, Sheish. That wall was six Amis wide. The Arkai, the length of the Ulam itself, is like it said before in the Pasik, are Boim Amma, 40 Amas. The Amatraxen, then you have another Amma for this Amatraxen. So here you see clearly that the wall of the Amatraxen is counted separately. Both, both, this is referring to the second base Amikdash, <laughs> but it's true, true. So it's, it means it refers to the Pereiches that was there in that space, correct. And then the Chof Amma, there was another 20 Amas, base Kachek Kedoshim, that's the Kedosh Kedoshim. Then Kaisel Ha'echel, the Kaisel behind the Kedosh HaKedoshim, is Sheish, another six Amis. Then, surrounding the entire Ha'echel, and also behind the Kedosh HaKedoshim, there was these little uh, rooms, there was these time, these, these little rooms that they kind of kept their things there. <coughs> so Vahata Sheish, these little rooms that were there, were also six Amis wide. Then the Kaisel another wall that was behind this, this, uh, these little chambers, was Chamish, another five Amis. So together, all of this is 100 Amas. So in this Mishnah, you clearly see that you can't say that the wall was either part of the Kaidish or part of the Kaidish HaKadoshim. And that's our Suffolk. Is it part of the Kaidish or Kaidish HaKadoshim? It was in between. There was an extra Ameh for this wall. Elah, therefore the Gemara says, you're right. Our doubt is not about the location where it was. Rather, Kedushase. The Suffolk we have is regarding the Kedusha of this wall. Ikilifnem, Ikilichotz. It definitely was an extra ama, but that exactly is our question. What's the status of the kedusha of this place? Does it have the kedusha of the kedush, or does it have the kedusha of the kedusha kedushim? And now the Gemara brings v'hainu the Amar Rabbi Yechenin, and Rabbi Yechenin said as well that boy Yosef Ish Hutzel, Yosef Ish Hutzel had this question, and he asked this question regarding the pshat and the pasuk, but it's basically the exact same question. What does the pasuk say? Udvir there's the dvir. Again, the dvir refers to this separation, to this wall. So there's the wall inside the Beis Mikdash that separates the Kaidish and the Kaidish Akadashim. Mipnima from inside of it, Heichin Lisitan Sham es Bris Hashem. He prepared to place over there the Arain. That's the Pasik. So now there's two ways how to read this Pasik. And he Bayalahu, so Yasef Ish Hutzel had the question, Heichi Kaamakra. How do you read this Pasik? Do you read it? Udvir. There is this wall inside the base of Mikdash. Now, and then you stop there, comma, and then you read Mipnima inside of this wall, over there is prepared to place the Arin. If you read the Pasuk this way, so then the Dvir is not part of Pnima. The Dvir has the Kedusha of the Heichal, of the Kaidesh, and then Mipnima inside of it is where the Arin is. That's one way to read it. Or maybe you read the Pasuk differently. This is how you read it. The Dvir, which is the wall separating between the Kedush and the Kedush HaKadoshim, is part of the Pnima. It's part of the inside, the Kedush HaKadoshim. And then you continue reading the Pasuk. So where do you put the Kama? Before the word Mipnima or after? So this is exactly the same Suffolk that we're having about the wall. So again, the Suffolk is not about the location of the wall. The Suffolk is about the status of this wall. We know where it was. It was a separate Amma. But it, does it have the Kedusha of the Kedush or the Kedusha of the Kedush HaKadoshim? Now the Gemara asks on this, Umi 
Did, did Yosef Ish Hutzel have this suffix about how to interpret this Pasik? But Vatanya, we learned in Abraise, Isi ben Yudaimer, Isi ben Yudaset, Chomesh, Mikrois, Betaira, there are five Psukim in the Taira, Einlehen, Hechra. That Chazal did not know how to translate, how to interpret this Pasik. They couldn't conclude in which way to put the word in the Pasik. And there are five, what are the five Psukim? Se'eis, Mshukadim, Machar, Arur, Vakam. Rashi brings here all these psukim. So se'es is a pasuk that it says by Kayan. Haloyim seitiv se'es. And uh, what does it say after haloyim seitiv se'es? Vim loy seitiv lopesachatas revitz. So that word se'es could go two ways. Either you read it haloyim seitiv se'es. Se'es means that you'll be forgiven. It's one way to read it. Another way to read it is haloyim seitiv. Either you'll be good. And then you read seitiv, uh, sorry, se'es vim loy seitiv. If you're not going to be good, so then you'll carry the Aveda with you. So either Se'es means to forgive you the Aveda, or Se'es means you'll carry the Aveda with you. That's when you get to Se'es. Meshukadim is in Parshish Truma, where it says there that you have to have Bamnoida Abba Gviyim Meshukadim Kaftirea Procha. Meshukadim means that it has this Tzir, it was formed with a nice form. So does the Meshukadim go on to Gviyim? That the cups, the Bechers of the Menoida were Meshukadim, or does the Meshukadim go on to Kaftireha? That's the suffix in that pasuk. Then there's the pasuk where it says, "Say lochem ba Amalek machor." So he says, "Go and fight Amalek tomorrow." Anoichinitzavareisha giva. Is he telling him go fight Amalek tomorrow? Ba Amalek machor. It's read together. Or no, he's telling him go fight Amalek right now. Machor anoichinitzavareisha giva. Tomorrow I'm going to daven for you. That's the suffix about machor. The suffix about oror is the pasuk where it says. This is Yaakov Avinu when he's talking to, to Shimon and Levi. So he tells them that um, And then it says So Aror is actually the beginning of a new Pasuk. But you could say that Aror is not the beginning of a new Pasuk. Aror is the end of the word Aror. They uprooted Shair Aror. What does Shair Aror refer to? The city of Shechem that they, that they killed. It's one way to interpret the Pasik. Or no, Shair, period, and then Arar Apam, that, they, that he's cursing their anger, and that's a separate thing. The last one is Vikam. The Pasik Vikam, that it says by, um, by Moshe Rabbeinu, that he's going to pass away. So the Ebishter tells him, So how do you read the Vikam? You can read the Vikam together with Shechev. Shechev Vimavisecha Vikam. You will pass away and you will get up again. And Rashi says that, that's a mocker for Tchiyas HaMesim. Hashem is telling him you'll pass away, but you'll get up by Tchiyas HaMesim. Or you read it separately. That the people are going to call and are going to get up and do Avedis. So that's the Sveikis that we have regarding these, all these five Psukim. And now the Gemara says, who was Isi ben Yehuda? Isi ben Yehuda is the one that had the Sveikis of these five Psukim. And Vitanya we learned in Abraise, we had this before. Who Yosef Ishutzel? Who Yosef Abavli? The same individual, he had a nickname, Yosef Yeshutzel. He had another nickname, Yosef Abavli. And who Isi ben Yehuda? He had another nickname of Isi ben Yehuda. And who Isi ben Gurariye? A third nick, a fourth nickname was Isi ben Gurariye. Who Isi ben Gamliel? Another nickname was Isi ben Gamliel. Who Isi ben Malalel? And he had another, a sixth nickname, Isi ben Malalel. Umashmai, what was really his name? Isi ben Akivishmai. His name was Isi ben Akiva. So Yosef Ishutzel and Isi ben Yehuda are the same person. 
If so, if it says clearly in the Braise that Yaisi ben Yudah said that there's only five sukkim that he had a suffolk about, now we're bringing that there's a sixth posse regarding the word mipnima. Where do you put the, the kama by the word mipnima? So the Gemara answers, Bidairaisa leke. In sukkim in the Teire, he only has these five sveikis. Bidinavi ike. But when it comes to Psukim and Nevi'im, he has another suffix regarding the could be more. And here we bring one of them regarding uh, this Pasuk of Mipnima. Is that true? In the Chumash, there's no other words that we don't, we're not sure how to translate it. But for Ike, the boy Rav Chiste, we have this question that Rav Chiste asked. It says in the Pasuk by the, uh, the, the Karbonis that were brought after Matan Teire. By Yishlach, as Nari Bene Yisrael, Vayalu Eilois. And they brought Eilois. So what does it say there in the Pasuk? In the Pasuk it says that he sent them, Vayalu Eilois, V'yizbuchu Zvachim Shlomim Lashem Parim. It doesn't say in the Pasuk Kvasim. It says, without the word Kvasim it says it, that they brought Eilois, V'yizbuchu Zvachim Shlomim. So now one way to read it is that after Eilois, there's an Asnachta, there's a Kama. Vayalu Eilois Kama. And what are those Eilois? Kvasim. The Eilois, they brought lambs. And then the Yizbuchu Zvachim, when then they brought Zvachim, which are Shlamim, Parim. Those were bulls. So two different types of Karbanas. That's one way to read the Pasik. Oidilma, or maybe, it doesn't say in the Pasik the word Kvasim. So therefore you read it all together. They brought Eilis and Shlamim, Parim. Oidilma, Idi Vidi, Parim. Both of them were bulls. You read it all together. As Rashi says, instead of the, the, uh, the Tam, the Trap being a Snachta, it's a Gerish, it's a, a Gershayim. So you read it, Eilah is together, it, it's all read as one long thing, and all of the Karbanas were Parim. So he has a Suffolk over here, but he gave it to these Eilahs. What kind of Karbanas were they? So there's another Suffolk, a sixth Suffolk in the Teireh. So the Gemara says, yeah, Rav Chiste Rav Chiste did have a Suffolk about this Pasuk, Lisi ben Yehude but Isi ben Yehuda only had a suffix about five psukim and not about this six pasuk over here. So there's a sikha from the Rebbe about this Gemara here, when you get to the Meshukadim. There's a long taste for here and there's a Rambam about this Meshukadim. The Gemara says that there's a suffix. This Meshukadim, when they made this uh, form in the Menorah, does it refer to the Gviim, to the, to the cups, or to the flowers of the Menorah? The Rambam actually paskins that it goes on both. That both the flowers were, had this tzir, this picture on it, and the, the cups as well. So the Rebbe says, why? The Mepharshim actually asked the question, why? The Gemara here says that it's either or. It's either the flowers or the cups. So the Pashtas, you could say, the reason is because if you have a suffix, so they made both of them a Shekodim. But the Rebbe says that there's a different Pshat in our Gemara. When the Gemara says, hechra, that we don't know where the word belongs, so if the Torah writes it in such a way, it really goes on both. If the Torah says Meshukodim, so both have to be Meshukodim. The Gviim, the... the, the the, the prachim, the, the, they both have to be mishukadim. Kaftireh, prachah, everything. Elamai, what's the doubt in the Lashon of the Pasik? It's just a doubt how to read and translate the Lashon of the Pasik. Even if mishukadim goes only on the gviim, so once the Torah tells you that the cups have to be mishukadim, I understand that that applies to the prachim as well, that they also have to be mishukadim. If it goes on the prachah, I know that it goes on the gviim as well. As far as the halacha lamais is concerned, we don't have a suffix. It has, and the Rebbe there says in the Sikh Bechlal, there's a question, how is it possible to have a suffix about such a thing? The Menorah of Moshe Rabbeinu, they had it in Eretz Yisrael, and they had it all the years with them, and then when they made a new Menorah, they saw that Menorah, so how could they have a suffix? They saw the Menorah, so didn't they see where the picture was? Was the picture in the, in the flowers, or was it in the, in the cups of the Menorah? 
This is a question not only regarding this, this is Bakhlal, a famous question regarding the Rashi, Tzitzis, or, I'm sorry, not Rashi, the Tfilin of Rashi, and Tfilin that Rabbeinu Tam, and Tzitzis, all these different things that we have Machlaikas in about. When exactly did the Machlaikas start? Do we always wearing Tfilin? They were always wearing Tzitzis? Okay, so there's an answer for that. But here the Rebbe says the answer regarding the Menaira is the Menaira was Meshukadim, the flowers were Meshukadim, the, the Gviim, the Beches were Meshukadim, they all had the picture. The Suffolk and the Pasuk is only regarding how you read the Pasuk. Where did the Titus say the, this mitzvah of doing it? Did it say it regarding the Gviim? Did it say it regarding the Prochim? But wherever the Titus said it, the Pail, you have to apply it to the entire Menaira. That's how the Rebbe teaches this Gemara, according to the Rambam. Okay, we go back now in the Mishnah, and the Mishnah here continues, Benigeya 2, the separation between, uh, has a picture over here? Oh, no, wow. Interesting, okay. So, the, the um, separation between the Kedush and the Kedush HaKedoshim, which in the second base of Mikdush was not a wall, was not this Amatraxen, it was a curtain. And, uh, huh? the, this curtain? No, like the Kedush or... So, so the, this, this, the status of this place, they had a suffix. We don't well, know. The Mitzayda is in the Azada. Right, but that made a wall. Okay. So you're standing inside in that wall and then you stick your finger. Okay. And you're, you're in both places. Without half is inside right. and half is outside. Okay, I hear. I'm not sure if it's. Okay, I hear you. Okay, so the, the Mishnah says, Hachitzayna, now the, according to the opinion of the Rabbanon, there were two curtains. The outside curtain, Haisaprufa, it was folded over, Minadorim, on the Dorim side of this uh, curtain. So Rashi says that they had this golden clasp that held it open, that folded over on the Dorim side. And then Pnimis, the inside curtain, Minatzafen, was folded over on the Tzafen side in order to be able to get in. And now how did the Kayin enter into the, the Kaydash HaKadoshim? He goes in on the Dorim side, and then Mahalach Beinayim, he has to walk in between them the entire length, until he arrives to the Tzofen side, and then he can go inside. Right, so the reason it was done this way, we'll see in the Gemara, is in order that it should be covered. In order, because if you're going to have it open, all the, the, both curtains are going to be open the same side, it's going to be exposed to the outside. So it was open on the Dorim, and then it was open on the Tzafen, and he has to walk in between the entire thing and come into the Kedosh HaKadoshim. And then what happened? He gi'al the when he arrives to the Tzafen, and now the Kayan Gadol enters into the Kedosh HaKadoshim. Hoifich Panov, so he turns his, his face, Lidarim, facing towards Dorim. And Mahalach Lesmailoi, Ima Pereiches, he starts walking from Dorim towards Tzafen to come to the center of the Kedosh HaKadoshim, the place where the Oren is. And his left side is, is near the Pereiches. If you're facing Tzafen, so then, or if you're facing Dorim, that is, your left is going to be by the Pereiches. Atshu until he comes to the center of the Kedosh HaKadoshim, where the Oren was. When he arrives to the Oren, he places down the machta, the shovel, with the coals between the two poles of the Oren. And then, he pours the Ketoros and he heaps it on top of the coals of this uh, shovel. And the whole Kedosh HaKadoshim gets filled with smoke from this Ketoros. Then, Yatsa Uvaloi Bederach Beis Knisosai. He leaves, he comes out in the same way that he walked in, meaning he doesn't turn around that his back should face the Oren, but he backs out with his front, with his face still facing the Oren. And he walks out the same way he came in. 
Once he comes out into the Heichal, then he davens a short tefillah, which the Gemara will tell us what that is. Outside, not inside the Kedush HaKedoshim. This was a short tefillah, not too long. Not to uh, cause any fear for the Eden, they should think what the Kayin Gadol doing this so long, what happened with him, especially in the second base of Mikdash, because there were those Kayinim that passed away inside the Kedush HaKedoshim, and they had to drag him out. So he didn't want to daven too long, so they shouldn't get afraid what happened with him. Mamish uh, for a very short time. Yeah, Mam- put, exactly. And this is, this is talking about what it says in the Mepharshim, that this Tefillah Ketzara, also, he didn't say inside the Kedush HaKadoshim. It was outside. Why? And in the Kedush. Not in the Kedush HaKadoshim. Because the Emes, it's, it's also to have a no from the, from the Kedush HaKadoshim. So you know, he's not supposed to look around and see anything over there. He's just supposed to go, do what he has to, and walk and back right out. So now the Gemara wants to know, what are we talking about over here in the Mishnah? The first base of Mikdash or the second base of Mikdash? Are we talking about the first base of Mikdash? It can't be. Was there a Pereiches in the first base of Mikdash? There was a wall. The Mishnah is talking about the second base of Mikdash, where there were the two Pereiches. So we're talking about the second base of Mikdash. But in the second base of Mikdash, was there an Aaron in the Kedush HaKadosh? And the Mishnah is saying that he goes in between the two poles of the Aaron. There was no Aaron there. When the Aaron was hidden, So the battle that held the Mon inside, that he didn't brought inside there at Yisrael, was also hidden there. There was a flask that held the Shemana Mishcha from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. It was also hidden there. The stick of Aaron Akain. Next week's parasha, that is the stick with which grew the almonds. The almonds of Prochel and the flowers that grew on the stick. They had with them in Eretz Yisrael as well. They hid it there as well. And Va'argas, there was a box. That the Plishtim sent as a gift to the Yidin. Shenema that the, the Kliyazov, which refers to the Arayn, that the Yidin, that the, that the Plishtim, that is, returned to the Yidin after they sinned, after they captured it. Tasimu Ba'argaz Mitzidoi, they also sent another box along with it. So this box was hidden together with the Arayn. Vishilachtim Oisai and Vahalach, the Plishtim just sent it. The story that happened with the Arayn, it came on its own. They didn't have to, it just went on its own to the Yidin. So all these things were hidden. Umi Gonzai, and who's the one that hid the Arayn? The what? I can't hear. The, the, yeah. They hit it uh, where Yeshiyahu Melech hit it. Let's one second. Umi Gonzai. Who's the one that hit all these things? Yeshiyahu Gonzai. Yeshiyahu Melech towards the end of the first base of Migdash hit it. Ma Rosh Gonzai. Where did he see that he hit it? Rosh Kosov. He saw the Nevuah that it says, Yelech Hashem Oischa Vesmalkacha that Abishu will take the Yidin and their king, which is Yeshiyahu Melech, into Golos. Ashatokim Alecha. So Omad. So he heard this Nevoah, he said that he didn't want the Aaron to go into Golis as well, so he hid the Aaron. Shanamar, it says in the Pasik, where do you see that he hid it? The Pasik says, So he told the Leviim, Place the Aaron inside the house. So what does this mean? It was in the base of Mikdash. It was in the it was in the Kaidash Akadash. What is he telling them to put it inside the house? Elamai means hid it under the ground inside the house. If you don't have to carry it anymore on your shoulders like it was in the midbar. You'll serve the Abishir, but without the Aaron there. So it was hidden under the ground. This is uh, they, they, they dug very deep caves under the ground, and it was hidden under the Kaidash Akadashim inside. 
And now, how do we know that along with the Ada and the other things were hidden as well, not just the Ada, but the other things that were mentioned? We learn out Exeda Shav, it says by the Ada and the word Shama, that it says Shama, the Rashi brings the Pasuk, and it says by the Man, it also says, so we know that along with the Ada, the, the man was hidden as well. And then, by the man it says, and then it says by the Shemana Mishcha, or Deiris. So therefore we learn that we compare those two. And then, we learn out the word Mishmeres that it says by the Shemana Mishcha to the word Mishmeres that it says by the stick of Aaron So that was hidden there as well. So therefore, Bekitzer, the bottom line is, what do we see from here? That the Aaron was hidden. In the second base of Mikdash, they did not have the Aaron in the Kedosh HaKadoshim. So how is our mission here saying that it is the Aaron? And says the Gemara, You're right, the Mishnah here is talking about the second base of Mikdash. What does the Mishnah when it says, mean when it says that he came to the Aaron? It doesn't mean the actual Aaron, it means Mokim Aaron. He came to the place where the Aaron was in the center of the Kedosh HaKadoshim. But the Gemara says, But what? The Mishnah is saying that he places the Ketairis between the two poles of the Aaron. So it seems like the Aaron is there and he's placing it between the two poles. So the Gemara again says, Amen. What it means is, Kibben Shnei He puts it in that place as if it's between the two poles. Not, it wasn't, wasn't actually two poles there. It's as if it's between the two poles. Huh? Yeah, on the floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On the floor, yeah, sure. Yeah, it was always on the floor, sure. Now the Mishnah said, what does he do? He heaps the ketores on top of the coals. In other words, he doesn't spread it around on top of the coals, but he puts it like in a pile. So our Mishnah is saying like the opinion that says that he puts it in one pile. We had before there were two opinions. One opinion says he spreads it around on the coals. Another opinion says he makes it in one pile. So here in our Mishnah it says like that opinion, that he makes it like one pile. Now the Gemara brings Tani Chad. In one Braise it says, Tsevra Pnima, that when he starts putting the pile of the Ktaides onto the shovel of the coals, so he starts off placing it further inside of the shovel, Shihi Chutzalai, which is further away from the Kayan Gadl. Right? Where's the Kayan Gadl standing? The Kayan Gadl is standing near the, the curtain that's right behind him. And then he has the shovel in front of him, which is right between the poles of the Arain, closer to the Arain. So now when he pours out the Ketaris into this shovel, he starts pouring out into the part of the shovel that's further away from him, that's closer to the Arain, further away from him. And then as he makes the pile, he makes the pile closer towards him. That's one B'raise. V'tanya idach, and another B'raise, it says the exact opposite. Tsevra chutza, he starts piling the Ketaris, Further out from the Arain, Shipnimalai, which is closer to you. It's a machlaikis tanoim. These two braises are two different opinions, exactly how he piled the ketaris on top of the coals in this uh, shovel. Then Abaya said, it's more logical to say, like the one that says, Pnima, that he starts piling it further in, Shichutzalai, that's further away from the Kain Gadl himself. Why? The Tanan, because we learned in a Mishnah, this is not only regarding the Ketairis and Yom Kippur, but regarding the Ketairis Bechlal. So it says in the Mishnah, Melam de you teach the Kohen Gadol when he's piling the Ketairis on top of the Mizbeach every day, Bechlal. So they teach the Kohen Gadol, Hizar, be careful, Shaloi, Taschil mi 
don't place the pile of the Ketairis right near you and then further out away from you. Why? Because then you can get burnt. What happens? If the Kayan Gadol starts piling the Ketairis right near him and then he goes with his arms over that Ketairis and he goes further away to pile further away from him so his arms are going to end up above this fire, above this Ketairis that he just placed down. He can get burnt. So therefore you go from outside in. He piles it first further away from him and then he works his way closer to himself. The same thing over here on, on the... Yom Kippur, in the Kedosh HaKadoshim. He starts off closer in to the Arayin, and he works his way closer to him, so he shouldn't get burnt. Either, either way, he goes over, over coals. He goes and what? He stops over here, he's already, he's already going over coals. No, no, no. The, right. he did, the well, the coals, before you put the Ketairis on the coals, the fire does not really uh, burn so strong. It's, the coals are, once you put the coal, the, the, the Ketairis on it, so then the fire opens. Yeah, so that's why you should start from further away and come closer to yourself.